This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. All right. Ready? Come on, guys. Early worm gets the worm. Another worm? Like, are they friends? This early bird gets the worm. If you don't mind. I would begin at the beginning. It's a new day. Let's get going. One, two, three. Bad boy! Four, five, six. V.I.G. Billy Jewish man gets hit by a car. They're waiting for the ambulance. The cop takes his jacket off, covers him. He says, you're comfortable? Say, I make a nice living. No! God! Bitch! All right! All right! Okay, baby girl! Who sent ya? Who sent ya? It's raining. What do I do? It's raining. I don't know how to drive in this kind of weather. What do I do? You have outlived your utility. There is nothing left for you to do but die. And now. Our story is the story of two guys who start at the bottom with a lot of hard work, continue along the bottom, and finally end up at the bottom. Our feature presentation. Morning, everybody. Brand new Kevin and Bean Show. It is Wednesday morning, the 16th of January. That is right. I think all correct. Wednesday, sixteenth. <laughs> sixteenth. I think you got. I think you're good. All right. Yeah. How are y'all? Good. Good. Well, you. You guys are. You guys are mysteries to me. I was thinking about this this morning because because we come in, and I usually talk about my busy life of naming Jensen's baby and waiting for my forty bucks to come back. It <laughs> is a busy life. Mm-hmm. It's very busy. Those two things doing them at the same time all day every day, but I don't know anything about. Like, what happens to you guys when you drive away? Like, where's Kevin at 3 p.m.? What's Allie doing at 5? What's Jensen up to at 8? You know what I'm saying? Like, you guys what are... What do you need to know? What's up you with guys you? You a cipher. We're a cipher. What, are I'm you just, sur- surveillance? Right? No, I just... Is this some kind just, of deep background check? No, it's not, it's not that at all. I just... I feel like I talk about myself too much, and I don't want to be that guy at the party who's always talking about what he's doing, and I feel like You're it's already time that guy, dude. I know, but I but I don't I don't want to be that guy. I, I think it's time for me to listen. Is what I'm saying. <laughs> I can't. It's time no. for me to nope. listen. <laughs> Why is this a nope? This is me expressing interest in what you people are up to. Hey, everybody! It's Wednesday, January sixteenth. Hmm. It is. I, like Allie, what was your Indeed. day like yesterday? Listen, did I finally take my Christmas stuff down? Yeah, yeah, I did, Bean. Is that what you want to hear? That I'm a loser that kept my stuff up until the you, 15th? You're not a loser. If no. you'd have waited another week, you could have just kept it up for this year. Oh, dang it. Seriously. That was the cutoff. No, I, I spent um, a good chunk of yesterday putting stuff in bins. <laughs> I mean, you had, been, but do you, you regret well, this already? I right? know. I don't at all because I'm really interested in, in my cl- coworkers and friends. Mm-hmm. And here's what I'm going to say to you, Allie. Mm-hmm. What made you back out of an idea you were floating a week or two ago about hiring a dude off the internet to come over and put your decorations away so that you didn't have to? I, I really focused in on dude off the internet 
and that turned me off. <laughs> yeah, that scared me. Yeah, it wasn't. It wasn't so much of the you know packing up the stuff. It was mostly bringing it to the garage and putting it up on shelves. That's really what I would like the help with. Yeah. But no, no, okay. gross. Did you feel good? Or, like I said, I miss my Christmas decorations. Every day I walk around my house mm-hmm. and the place just looks empty yeah. without the garland and things like that. Did you feel sad about it when you were done? Or did you go, oh, I'm so glad that's done and the place looked great again? Uh, my house looks huge. And mm-hmm. I have um, now, because this is who I am, when I'm putting stuff back out, I'm mm-hmm. like, oh, that bores me now. So then I started looking online for things I don't need. Like, do I need one of those, like, movie boxes where you can put different letters up? No. But I was like, wouldn't that look cute on this wall? No, it did you wouldn't, order it? Allie. Of course I did. <laughs> like, Allie, now I'm, playing type I, of thing. I have uh, one, and I use it all the time. Do you really? Can you yeah. guys both give me some examples of messages Please. you put up? Like, I would put up, like, hey, my friend's coming into town this weekend. I'd be like, hey, Chris, don't be a dick. Mm-hmm. Something like that. Towels right, underneath so the comedy. drawer. Yeah, oh, something like that. Towels underneath the drawer is weird. Because <laughs> I feel like you should know that. Yeah, and why are they under the drawer? <laughs> right? Should they be in the drawer? They're in the drawer. Under, See, I don't know. it's going to be a conversation All right. starter. <laughs> um, I will leave notes for my wife, and she will leave notes for me. We have also used it as a greeting for people who are coming to visit. Okay. Um, Right now, it's a, it's a, it's currently it's a, a a little thing that I wrote that's a memory of Veruca, our little dog that passed away last month. So that's up there just as kind of a reminder to her. We're gonna make this actually emotional. Wow. Yeah, it's well, pretty good. I, I thought I, I was just buying something because I was an <laughs> idiot and just wanted no, to waste money. It's still <laughs> possible that that was okay, true. Okay, yeah. true. Okay. It's very uh, it's very. I like having it. I like having it. Look, it's a form of it's a form of expression that mm-hmm. is different from any other way. I and just write poetry. I find it useful. Yeah, like give us a give us <laughs> I a don't have a no, just off the top of your head. It's personal. Come on. Oh, Come, oh, on my, okay. Come on, my Angelou. <laughs> <laughs> it's really personal. I'd rather not. Have. I'd like to hear that. But case it's not for saying. you. Yeah. Come on. It's not for you. All right. I, I will tell you, uh, there's going to be a treasure trove of poetry that will come out after Kevin's death. And we're all going to be like, when he, when he posthumously wins the Nobel Prize yeah. for Literature, we're going to be like, how did he not tell us? One of the greatest poets in history. <laughs> hey, listen, <laughs> Walt Whitman got found out way too late. See? Um, Jensen, I don't think you've been around long enough to hear what I think is Kevin's strongest uh, form of poetry, which is his haiku. His haiku Mm. slays. Hmm. No one's better at haiku. I mean, I am exceptionally good at it. He's Mm -hmm. exceptionally good at it. Usually I have to have a topic or something. Something to look forward to. Yeah. Yeah. We'll we'll get into some haiku. How about you, Jensen? I know we are almost out of time, but what was the highlight of uh, of your day yesterday? Listen, I've had terrible acid reflux. My whole, uh, you guys have seen me. Yeah, I've mm-hmm. been miserable. Been miserable. And I'm now on like day four or five of a very bland, terrible diet. Mm. And oh. I just am focusing on it. You, I, again, it, it's not something you want to hear on the radio, but last like night. Like what kind of food? But the bad man is making you say it. Yeah. But but that's very relatable to people who have their own medical issues and struggles. And, some, and maybe your plan to make it successful for you will help somebody. Else. We've got Broadcasting a, Hall of Famer. We've got a ton of old Jewish listeners. Right? <laughs> if you want to just tell us Guys, what if your you're, diet if is. you're a podcast listener from Boca Raton, here's, here's what I'm eating. It's bland rice, a bunch of veggies, no no fruit, no juice. No oh, sauces no, no chili. Yeah, no, I'm just trying to be as wow. down the line as possible. Is it working? Yeah, absolutely. It is. Down okay. about 60% in three or four All days. Wow, right. okay. Yeah. Is it worth it, though? Yeah. Yeah. No, it, I know that what you're saying is am I missing out on certain foods? Yeah. They're not enjoyable 
if I'm... Because you know what's coming. Yeah, it's like yeah. heartburn, and it's just... Uh, it's like Allie with pizza. It's just not worth the, the oh, pizza. Sometimes it's worth it. Yeah, it's totally worth it. I'm ready to break free soon, but I'm just trying to get to a better place. Do you, is there a point at which it's it's down enough that you can just go out and eat whatever you want for a day? Do you have get a cheat day like you do on a diet? That's the fingers crossed. We'll find out the hard way. And are you on mm. medications for it? Pre like uh, it's called pre relief or prelief. I can't figure uh-huh. out if which one it is. I think the smarter one would be prelief. Okay. Uh, but anyway, I'm on that as well. I take is before that me. helping. Uh, yeah, it seems to be. Everything's okay. coming together. Is, is this a recent thing, or have you had a... F- no, oh, I've had Now you're mocking me, No, okay? totally not, because it, it interests me, because I'm, like, afraid one day I'll get it. No, I didn't know. It's it's hereditary to an extent, and, okay. I, and I remember the doctor asking me, did my dad have it? And I was like, I don't know. And then I remembered my entire life he'd have Tums in his pocket. Is that oh, right? And wow. I was like, yes, he did have it. How many times did he have it? Do you know? Oh, I think. Okay, <laughs> both of you guys, sit down. Hey, uh, do you like pasta? <laughs> <laughs> All right, so point made. You guys don't want to tell me anything ever. Well, I neither do you. You say you're naming Benson's uh, Jensen's baby and that you're waiting for your $40. That's not anything that you did yesterday. You're faking it. That's that's, that's all I did, did yesterday. That's ridiculous. You're just lying. He sat no, on but... his porch with his nunchucks, Come Kevin. On. Thank you, Allie. Come on. If this is going to work, I feel <laughs> like we all need to share, not just the rest of us. You but give us some po- bogus thing, I'm waiting the for po- my $40. The, the reason I brought it up, though, is because most of the time, I'm the one who comes in and tells you the Are thing you? that happened. Huh? Yes. Yes, hmm. I am, is a better It must feel like a lot of pressure on you. Being shared so much. He does. Guys. Listen, as soon as something important comes up in my life, I'll let you know. But okay. right now, I'm eating bland rice <laughs> and, and broccoli. Yeah. How do you feel this experiment went, you guys? Really oh, well. Big home run. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I want this one to be in the time capsule. <laughs> All right, let's talk about today's Kevin and Beecher, shall we? Go Ducks. Streak, 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 The Ducks have lost how many in a row? Twelve. Twelve in a row. Oof. So I looked up the standings, and I realized that the Ducks are still five positions ahead of the Kings, I think. <gasps> wow. So it's a race for the bottom, is what I'm saying. Uh. The uh, the record is Buffalo at 14. Is that right, Joe? Uh, no, I think it's the Caps at 17. So Oh, so that's six, what we're shooting six, for. Six, six, okay. six. Come on now. Don't... We've, been, we've been it this far. If we don't make it right. 15, it's a waste. Right. It's a waste. Don't throw it away with a win. Uh, Andrea Savage is going to be on the program today. I'm sorry. That's her show. Oh, that's the name of Andrea Savage's show. Yes, we're very <laughs> yeah. excited to have her, yes. Um, uh, being founded on the street. <laughs> A new feature of me sharing something today. that happened in my life, <laughs> by the way. <laughs> sure. Uh, the shortest amount of time before you got married. You met somebody, you got married in the absolute shortest amount of time. I woke up thinking calls. we are going to get a crazy call about this. Just FYI. I assume, well, I mean, this topic sort of lends itself yes. to crazy. Yeah. So I hope so, too. Uh, the King of Mexico is really bizarre in that yesterday after the meeting, he was like, hey, guys, what can I do in the fun, in, in the uh, rain that's going to be really more fun than not in the rain? And we were like, what are you talking about? That screamed out. I need to go out in the rain. Well, okay, go out in the rain. But I need to do something that's more fun in the rain than, than not in the rain. It was nuts. We were like, what are you talking about? We have Did no we idea. suggest singing? I, I honestly, I, I suggest jumping into a sewer. File, yeah. <laughs> and it's Witch Rot Wednesday. Witch Rot Wednesday. Another new feature. Wow! Right? That was, that was we are, powerful. It's powerful. We're bringing it hard in 2019. <laughs> <laughs> we'll take a break, and we will come back with what's happening next. It's Kevin and Bean on K Rock. Allie is here with what's happening. What did we miss since we last spoke, Allie? 
Well, a new Ghostbusters movie in the works. I saw the headline. I am fascinated to hear more details. Well, Jason Reitman is going to direct and co-write an upcoming movie. Of course, his father is the one who directed the original Ghostbuster. Mm -hmm. (laughs) That was a weird just... Ghostbuster singular. <laughs> he only did. He only directed one of the Ghostbusters. Yeah, it was just Bill Murray. Different directors got yeah. a different Ghostbuster. Which would be amazing teamwork, wouldn't it? Scorsese did Ramus. Everyone yeah. knows that. Yeah. It's very, very weird. Um, it's a very interesting story. Apparently, it's going to continue the 1984 sequel. It's going to be kind of a continuation of that story. So it's not. It has nothing to do with the 2016 release. Okay. That's just think of that. That's out of the picture. But this Ghostbusters is a, two. Going back to canon. Yes. Ghostbusters. 2 is in canon, that'll stick. Because you said 84, which is the first one. But Ghostbusters 2, the later sequel, where there's Ooze and Vigo the Carpathian. Right. And the Bobby Brown song. Right. Right. That's the one that will... I assume it'll be a third movie, right? Yeah, I'm not sure why Variety said it's a continuation of the 1984... Or 1984 sequel, I guess they're saying. The sequel Hmm. to the The sequel to the 1984 movie, maybe, is what they mean. So, yeah, it's uh, slated for summer of 2020. We're gonna we're gonna find out what it's all about. However, according to sources, Reitman has begun testing teenagers for four mystery roles. <gasps> oh, bleh, stupid there... women! The first time now it's gonna be stupid teenagers. <laughs> they're, they're gonna Riverdale it up. The Ghostbusters will all be so hot, super hot <laughs> Ghostbusters. So. Is there any? Is it? It's probably way too early to know if there's any kind of Ernie Hudson, Bill Bill Murray, any kind no of Dan word. cameo. No my, word. Like my but, feeling. Is you will see the uh, the original Ghostbusters, and then also I think they will not poop on the female version. I know it's not in canon. I assume but, they wouldn't either. Yeah, I think they'll have a wink or something. I like Jason. He's a great filmmaker. Mm-hmm. This is yeah, the first. This is the first time he's going to be taking a big swing at like a large budget. Mm-hmm. I think he won't become a jerkwad and be like, "There was no female Ghostbuster movie." Did you guys like two at all? Yeah, Ghostbusters two. Yeah. We call the Ghostbusters they were in control. Have them throwing parties for a bunch of children. Well, all the while, Slime was under the building. So they packed up the crypt, got a crypt, came equipped with a proton pack on the back, and they split. <laughs> Hell yeah. But did you like it? Hell yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you like the movie or just the music? Nah, man. That was I amazing. Like, I like both. But that Bobby Brown song's a bop. <laughs> <laughs> so we're excited. Sure. Yes, yeah. Sure. Mm-hmm. Why not? Yeah. I mean, it's been a long time, so I'd be willing to look back into that world. That that was fun. By the way, his dad's going to produce the movie. Can yeah. you imagine? Ivan Reitman's like, I'll produce your movie, kid. No problem. Mm-hmm. And then he just tussles his hair. He's like, get out of here, kid. Amazing. <laughs> Some weird we, fanfare. Right? I love it. We had Ivan Reitman in, remember, Ali? We did. Yeah, around the great. time of Yeah, around the time of the uh, the Ghostbusters reboot, and he was so interesting. Yeah. Yeah. What a nice, what a nice guy. What an incredibly talented guy. Yeah, his his history is just insane. The movies right. he has done. Unbelievable. You guys, Jonah Hill, he's just a health nut now, and he's uh, giving some tips on how he stays slim. This is his quote. I started Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu two months ago, and now I try and train four to five times a week. In high school, the dudes who did Jiu-Jitsu used to beat the S out of us at parties, <laughs> so it turned me off of it growing up. But quietly, I always thought it was a beautiful art form. Uh, is Jiu-Jitsu different than I remember? Those are people that do Jiu-Jitsu are not like aggro dudes that are like, ooh, let me put you in a headlock and take you to the ground. <laughs> who was beating him up using Jiu-Jitsu in high school? 
Yeah, I don't know unless he just thought that, that was... <laughs> He, yeah. went to, he went to school with all the Gracies. But that's right. what I'm saying. He's like, this guy, Henner, he used to really go off on me. I think dudes were just punching you in high yeah. school. I would guess so. Because you don't it's need jujitsu such... in high school to beat someone up. No. It's that's odd. Ag- agree with me that Jonah Hill is on that list of people who look way better fat than Tim. I don't know. He looks great right now. I think he looks good, really? too. Yeah, he looks really good. He's, he's also, it's like I saw the picture you're talking about. Mm-hmm. He's sort of getting a little mass. So okay. it's not that he's like thin, thin. Yeah. He's okay. really g- building out. You know what I think, Bean, is the picture that I had in my mind as soon as she said his name was the original uh, weight versus no weight. And he didn't look great at that time. But now he seems mm-hmm. to really be working into it. Yeah. He awesome. looks good. He's awesome. Yeah, I yeah. think when some people do the... I'm going to lose weight. I've been fat my whole life. And then just slim. Like Al Roker, when he got super, super Perfect skinny. Perfect example. Looks super yeah. weird. He looks super weird because there's no, his face looks sunken in. There's Al no Sharpton depth. Al Sharpton, too, still looks bizarre, that thin. I don't want to. John Goodman also looks a little weird thin. Yes, he looks weird thin, too. Big noggins. They have big, big, big noggins. That's a, Al Sharpton looks like a lollipop. His yeah. head is huge. Hey, don't make fun of people with huge heads. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'm with that guy. Right? I'm with the big head guy. It's not our fault we got big old brains big old uh, dinosaur brains also shouts to jonah hill as we all know kevin abine is his favorite radio show that's true i have heard that i have heard, I that. Have heard that good times you guys and finally just to wrap this up yesterday at this time we were talking about drake performing at excess nightclub at the win and all of the you know just really cryptic messages saying it was all new mystery. home right. and i'll be playing here a lot you'll have lots of chances to see me Big mystery. Well, according to Blast, he's going to be playing a minimum of 10 shows over the course of a multi-year deal and bringing home at least 10 million bucks for the gig. All right. That's not bad, right? Yeah. Pretty strong. I hope it's hope it's more than 10 shows over a multi-year deal, though, yeah, because that that's sounds, not even a residency. No, yeah. that sounds... Like that sounds like touring. That sounds like they're just kind of trying to say an umbrella. So if they're anywhere in that, they're like, we had that first. <laughs> I work for news. That's what you do. Uh, you just aim big. And then you're like, we said that. Well, but I'm also thinking 10 million bucks. He could be making more than that. Yeah. You think? He wants to be in Vegas. Yeah. Good times, you guys. Good times. Hey, some birthdays for you. Who do you like? Do you like uh, Lin-Manuel Miranda? Sure. Very much. Me too. Sade? Hell yeah. Love her. Sure. Good Love times. Her. Kate Moss? Okay. Let's... Uh, <laughs> All right. Take her or leave her. Albert Pujols? Oh, yeah. Sure. Yeah. Don't care. I just like saying that name. And uh, Dave, if you ever put another Vanderklump person on <laughs> no. here, I will have your ass. <laughs> what? And that's what's happening. It's the Kevin and Bean Show. K-Rock. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. 
So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. All right, is it time? We're ready to debut the new feature? Hit it, Steve. Being founded on the street. Street. I think this is going to spark joy for you guys, but it also has put me in a difficult position. I think. Maybe I'm wrong about this. This is why I come to you and ask for your assistance on this. On Saturday, was it Friday? Was it Saturday? I think it was Saturday afternoon. I was walking to the Bromart, which is the uh, the Bros. Is, I love it. It's where so the Bros go. No, it's the B R E A U X because it's Louisiana. French, sure. Going to the Bromart uh, to get some groceries, and I walk down a street that's very right around the corner from my street. And I need to lay out the neighborhood for you so that you can then uh, understand why I'm in a quandary about okay. what I found in the street. Start with your address, please. I'm not gonna do that. <laughs> Um, on one side We're of the street... We're looking at Google Maps. We need that address. <laughs> on one side of the street, it's a, a, a it's like my house, a shotgun house. In other words, it's a very long, narrow building that is a bar. Okay? That's right. on one side of the street. Now we're on talking. The, uh, on the other side of the street is uh, is a row of very <laughs> nice, tidy little little houses on the other side of the street. Ugh, okay? Peasants, right? okay? So I'm walking down the street and directly in the middle, like if there had been a white line down the middle of the street, it would have been directly halfway between one side and the other side. Right. I find, laying on the ground... A child. <laughs> $120 cash. Oh, run! Six $20 bills... Folded up like you would have them in your wallet. It's oh, your lucky wow. day. $20 bills. I see the money and I think, first of all, being found in the street. Being found it on the street. Street. That's, that's my bad. Okay. I'll be ready now. I see. And I think the very first thing I think is not luck out. The very first thing I think is, how do I find the person that lost $120? You can't put up a sign in the neighborhood Mm-mm. that says, hey, did you lose cash? Call me. No, you stand in the middle of the street and go, who lost 120 bucks? First yeah. person here. That's what you do. That's how you get mugged, right? Sure. <laughs> That's how that works. So I thought, it's probably, and I started working through all these scenarios in, 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 in my mind. It's probably not one of the people that lives in the house, right? I mean, I would, houses nearby. I would guess not. Because they wouldn't be in the middle of the street. Right. They would just mm-hmm. be would on their property. They would park on the street and then walk on the sidewalk and go into their home. Yeah. And I also thought it's possible that it could have been somebody going to the bar, but it's just as likely that it was somebody who parked. Because I live a block off a major shopping district street. Like if you lived a block off Melrose, people would park on your street and then walk onto Melrose Avenue to do right. their shopping and they're eating, right? So... I think there's no way to know where that person was going. If it was, in fact, somebody who parked and then somehow pulled the money out of their their uh, pocket accidentally while walking down the street, there's no way it, to, to assume that it was the bar. I can't go door to door on all of these businesses. No, you go inside if, the bar and you go, who lost $120? First person here. <laughs> I feel like it's wrong. I feel like it's just wrong to just walk away and not do anything. Am I wrong about that? Is Did there you something... take it? You took the 20 and, and... Well, I mean, I, 
I, I, $120, yeah. yeah. I, I still ha- I mean, it's technically only $80 because oh, this geez. was karma giving me my 40 bucks back. Good from Here we go. Also, <laughs> just for the record, also some interest, so maybe take that into yeah. <laughs> Right. So uh. it's really only $70. Mm-hmm. And but really I guess pain what... and suffering for us. Oh, <laughs> sure. right, right. Yeah. So True. maybe take 20 more off? Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> I guess what I'm asking is, am I a bad person for putting the putting it in my pocket and not doing anything else because I thought all the all the, the, the things I could have done and none of them made sense to me. All right, let me ask you a question. In terms of trying to find the, the owner. Let me ask you a question. How sure. much traffic is there on that street? Because if there's a lot, I assume the next person by picks it up. And it oh, may not be no, the person that lost it? Mm-hmm. Oh, there's no question about that. Okay. I have no idea how long it was there, but there are absolutely people driving and walking down that street every two minutes. of yeah. the. I mean, it's a very... So it would have got picked up within two minutes if you didn't. Right, but right. I'm not. But that to me doesn't make a difference because I am the one who found it. What's my responsibility as a good citizen? Spend it. Okay. Yeah, it's just it's cash. It's not a wallet where you can find someone. It's just cash. It was probably in someone's back pocket. They were on a bike. I have a whole scenario <laughs> wow. in my head. He went up to like do a real hard pedal, and mm-hmm. it just fell out the back. Here's what you do if you're really concerned about the money. You give it to charity. That's good. You pay it forward. I did consider that, and then I thought, it's $120. Uh-huh. <laughs> the cheapest person you? ever. Uh, I do also, I think a lot of times people go, especially because you said people park on that street, a uh-huh. lot of people go to take out their keys or, like, sure, and that is where a lot of money pops out of the mm-hmm. pocket. And it sounds this, like that would be the but case. But the chances that Bean is ever going to find the real no, person it's, it's that lost money. it's impossible. It's not possible. Because it is, being, right? That, that's what I thought. I, yeah. There's no way I could ever find the real owner of that money. And your Unless somebody test, put up a sign. Yeah, that and said, your, your morality uh, test, Bean, is this. Yes. If you were in a Carl's Jr., just a random food place, mm-hmm. or uh, a, a bank, or anything like that, and you saw money on the floor, and there was someone in front of you, and it looked like it could have come from their pocket, you would tap them and ask them if they dropped money, right? Of course. And if there was no person around, I would absolutely take it to the counter of the bank or the restaurant and say, hey, I found this in the restaurant. If somebody else, you know, if somebody comes up and says they lost it, give it to them. Consider not, your home the counter of the restaurant. <laughs> that's it, though. That's, you, you, have, you have a way to return it in those cases. You don't hear. I don't hear because it was yeah. in the middle of a street. Correct. Right. I think I'm. I think I. I think I'm going to do what Allie. I think I'm going to do what Allie suggests. I think once I take out my forty bucks from the bad man <laughs> and, and interest in pain and suffering, mm-hmm. I think I donate the remaining fifteen dollars to good charity. <laughs> <laughs> that math works good for me. I'm well. I'm good with that. Bean found it on the street. Street. It's Kevin and Bean. K U Rock K R O Q. Oh my God! It's raining. It's been a lot of frame this week, you guys. Mm-hmm. Has been. All those uh, evacuations in Malibu, so far, everything's holding firm. No problems, but uh, I guess people are gonna, not going to be able to get back to their homes in some cases until, af- until after tomorrow afternoon, after the last of the rain goes by. I'll tell you, no one is more excited about this rain than our producer, Dave, the King of Mexico, who joins us in studio. Hey, King. Good morning, guys. He's not even making sense, though. No, it's, <laughs> it just didn't make sense at all. What is it you love so much about the rain? You're a... Uh, I mean, I know there are a lot of people, like Allie enjoys an occasional rainstorm as well, but you get giddy when it rains. Why? I do, because it's it calms the city down, right? Like, it just has this calming effect on us. Okay. And, I mean, other than, than the crazy traffic, which I kind of enjoy. What? <laughs> yeah. Uh, no one rain, enjoys the crazy traffic. In rain, I, 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 I sometimes go out of my way to take the longer route just so I could drive in the rain and feel the calming, That's relaxing. That's just not a thing that anyone... 
What is calm and relaxing about taking five times longer to get someplace in in bumper to bumper traffic? It's just you know that it's the thumping on the car on the window. Like, don't you guys ever just like when you're inside your house and you sleep better when it's yeah. raining outside? Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. absolutely. It's soothing. Yes, that's different than being in traffic with it. Well, uh, I mean, in traffic longer than you need yeah. to be. But my mindset is just I'm gonna enjoy this rain. I like the sound of it. I like the smell of it. I like the sight of it. I like the gloominess. Okay. I like the feel of the water just falling. All on right, us. Morris. See? All right. So yeah. what was the what was the thing you asked us in the meeting yesterday that we still don't understand? Well, yeah, listen, I, I tweeted it out the day before where I asked, you know, a lot of people stay in in the rain, so this would be an opportunity to go to somewhere outdoors and try to find something fun to do in the rain. How did you phrase the question though? I asked, what are some fun activities that I could do in the rain? You know, so specifically, it's more fun to do those things in the, in the rain than not in the yeah, rain. Yeah, outdoor. Outdoors. Like, like, in the rain, actually in the rain. Yes. Like, okay. for example, you know, yesterday I was here till about 2 p.m. And mm-hmm. I said, you know what? I'm going to go out in the rain because I'm not going to miss the storm. I always miss the storms. I always am inside and it rains during the day and then I miss it. And, okay. And I truly enjoy it. I mean, they don't stick around long sometimes in Southern yeah, California. Yeah, exactly. So. Yeah. yeah. So this one, I have a chance because I know it's, it's a couple of days. Right. So yesterday I went to Runyon Canyon. Mm-hmm. I haven't been there in a while. There was no one there. It was just me and the canyon, and it was amazing. I took I took my stroll. I did the hike. Was it raining yesterday? It afternoon? was. It was. It was. Okay. Yeah, so basically, it was you walked in mud. It, by the thing, that, that's the thing, Jensen. There wasn't mud. The the rain washed away it, like pretty much all the dirt, so it was like all concrete, like the the canyon is supposed to be. And it was nice. There was sure those puddles and all that, but it was easy to avoid. And they have a concrete trail, so it was. So much fun. It was so relaxing. It was nice. It was nice to, to hear my own thoughts and just hear the rain. Wow, I feel like you got a lot of pressure on you. That's yeah. This is yeah. weird. That's terrifying. Yeah, yeah, it, was, it was right? so fun, guys. Why? It How come so you fun. need... Mm, so I need something else to Why do. Why does rain... Do so much for your peace of mind. It's I don't I don't know what the calming effect of it is, but it's, it's just, just the quietness. It's By just the, way, the quietness and calms me down. I understand that. I agree. Yeah. Completely, it's, it's pouring. I like agree. You feel, I'm talking about just going out. He was like, maybe I'll go to Disneyland. Maybe he, he just wants that, to be yeah. rained on. Yeah, well, I yeah. want to be out in it. I want to I want to feel it. I want to just enjoy it as much as I can because I know it's only here for a couple more days. Sounds like a man having a crisis. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> What's happening in your life? You know? I want to just, just I want to feel water. I want to know what it's like against my skin. No, but right. I'm not the only one who enjoys it. No, I know people there's enjoy a lot of people rain. who enjoy rain and want to be out there. So but, I'm just, but I, I, I would just suggest to you, I can't yeah. imagine there's another person in Los Angeles that wants to spend more time in their car on their drive home. No, car is insane. Right? I love oh, walking in the people. rain, though. Yeah. Oh, I love walking, yeah. going on a walk yeah, in the rain. It's my favorite thing. Take an umbrella or no umbrella? You're both Weird. I, I mean, you're both weird, yes, but Dave went the extra step of saying, I need someone to tell me what's more fun in the rain than outside. I imagine like, him I imagine him in the middle of his street, arms out, <laughs> spinning, spinning with his face up going, thank you, rain, I feel <laughs> you. king of Mexico is bull****. Yeah. I'm just saying. Why didn't you do Disneyland? That's a good question. Uh, I got out a little late. I might do it today. Okay. Yeah, but uh, I got a little late last night, so, or yesterday, so I went to Runyon, which was a lot closer. Okay. Um, so, I mean, is there anything you guys could suggest that I could do today? Like, other than Disneyland, which I may do. Yeah, bobsledding. Sure, there's yeah. that. There's no, that's not a real idea. You Walking know? into traffic. Well, that's good. I like no. that. Mm-hmm. Let's see. I mean, what... Like, I talked to a couple people yesterday, and they also mentioned how they like to sit in traffic in the rain, and that's the only time it's tolerable. I'm not the only one, guys. It uh, is look, a thing. Not it's a different it's a ex- thing. It's a different experience to drive home in the rain. That yes. is a different experience, yes. and I don't hate it. As long as it doesn't slow me down. But if well, it slows me slow down, down, it's going to slow you down. Right, then I get angry, and I don't want to be in it anymore. Because... 
I, I could go home and enjoy the rain, not being in traffic. Yeah, but when you're sitting there and you're just listening to the rainfall and it's hitting your windows and you're not using your windshield wipers because you don't need them. That's but it's a whole Maybe other problem. His thing with traffic and rain is that here in LA, there's no rhyme or reason to the traffic. Yes, right. It's 3 p.m., it's gridlocked, it's insane. But at least you know when it's raining that that's part of why there's yeah. so much traffic. It's a peace a of reason. mind. A reason. Right. But it's, yeah. a, it's a peace of mind where you know, okay, I understand that I'm going to be traffic and you just enjoy the calming factor we of need the to get you some something to calm you and give you peace of mind what's happening listen I, we're stuck in a box here all day so right. the fact that we get to go outside and the city just smells better it looks better after it rains it's just it's so much better when it, everything is better when it rains you need dave to, i've you, given this a lot of thought as i've been sitting listening to your <laughs> your ranting um in after the show today after your work go outside in the rain and dig your own grave <laughs> It's the Kevin and Bean Show. K-Rock. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Calling all pop culture enthusiasts. Are you obsessed with all things celebrity? Do you live for the drama, the laughs, and the unexpected moments that unfold on social media? Then you're going to want to tune in to the Comments by Celebs podcast. Join us three times a week as we deep dive into every aspect of pop culture. Whether it's dissecting the latest trends or just chatting about your favorite celebs, Comments by Celebs has you covered. We have new episodes out every week. Follow and listen to Comments by Celebs on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. I guess I wasn't aware it's Witch Rot Wednesday again. Witch Rot Wednesday! Oh, hell yeah. Why are we all, Judson, still obsessed with Witch Rot, a band that really no one's ever heard of or listened How to? How dare you How? on no, but I'm Witch Rot Wednesday! They, you want to they, describe how they got onto our radar a couple of months ago? Yeah, they captured our hearts and minds when uh, their lead singer, Pete Turek, posted on Facebook that he was giving up the band because his guitarist had an affair with his girlfriend and he no longer wants to be uh, associated with him. So everything regarding his doom band, Witch Rot, was over. Also, P.S., our drummer died. <laughs> and, and it seemed like the most awesome band breakup note of all time. That's right. And to remind you what Witch Rot sounds like, this this Please. isn't this doesn't mean a serial killer's in the room. This sounds like it. This means Witch Rot time, baby. Mm. It's a um it's a stoner rock band. You know, like uh Caius or uh Fu Manchu or going all the way OG back to like Black Sabbath. I mean this is Yeah. They're th very, very heavy. Yes, and they also Graveyards and horror movies and yeah. things like that are all part of their their uh, their I guess aura. <laughs> okay, mystique. Uh, sure. We uh, are celebrating Witch Rot Wednesday by all wearing Witch Rot Wednesday by wearing Witch Rot shirts. So you can go to at Kevin and Bean on uh, Twitter or Instagram stories. Quite a battle you have, and you can tell us who's wearing it better: Bean in a cemetery, me in an IHOP. <laughs> Uh, Very different. Like yeah, tell us who won. Kind of a burn there. Listen, yes. it's yes. Witch Rot. Witch, whoa. It's Witch, witch Rot 
If I recall correctly, you were laughing at me yesterday for not being able to say that. I think I'm only allowed to do it three times before you mess up. Okay. Omar Khan does a lot of great work on this show. Yes. Mm -hmm. We know that. He made that stab. Right. While he was researching for that stab, he Mm -hmm. found something that is remarkable. It is the only audio interview with Pete Turek, the lead singer and Facebook poster of Witch Rock. Really? He's being, he's being interviewed by the esteemed DJ Doomslayer of Metal Devastation Radio. How did he yes. find this? How many views do you think is on that YouTube video? Under a thousand. Nine. No! <laughs> Nine views! Nine. And I'm here to summarize the over- Hour-long interview. Oh my God! With Witch Rod, are you guys ready? Hour-long interview. I'm going to listen to every second of that. It's so good. Uh, Listen to this. This is the introduction of what this show sounds like. Again, this is DJ Doomslayer of Metal Devastation Radio. Pay attention, Broadcasting Hall of Fame. What's up, guys? DJ Doomslayer here, and you are listening to Doom to Hell on Metal Devastation Radio. (laughs) I'm sure you guys have recently been hearing about this band called Witch Rot, and if you checked them out, they got this really really kick-ass self-titled doom metal album and speaking of them i have witch rot on the phone okay i wonder why they only have nine views (laughs) look this guy's this is gonna be a controversial statement he sounds like a very nice guy i do not think he's a bad broadcaster but i'll tell you what he isn't is dj doom slayer (laughs) oh no i mean that's true no and and he he furthers that with his introduction of the lead singer and it gives you a small look into the captivating radio that will occur over one hour so how's it going man hey dude pretty good i'm just walking in the cold toronto air to a friend's place yeah dude <laughs> like that's the most metal thing I've ever heard. Yeah, yeah, dude. Uh, so, so the DJ explains that earlier they kind of agreed not to talk much about the viral sensation of the Facebook post, you know? Right. But there's nothing else to talk about. Right. Uh, so after thinking about it, he admitted that they had to talk about it. So let's get into that now. And I want to know how how has the the spread of that post affected your band? I'm sorry. A lot of contradictions in the way Mm. that Witch Rot answers questions. Right. But basically what he's saying is the drummer had quit two weeks before. Uh So they didn't even have a drummer at the time of the Facebook post. (laughs) So basically, Mm -hmm. just say I'm dead. Who cares? He was dead to the band. Dead to them. Sure not what he said, though. He said Mm. said he's dead. That's it. And so let's get into the future of Witch Rot, right? We all want to know. Is there? Okay. There is. That's something we care about. Here's a little update on the said guitarist who had an affair with his girlfriend. Tommy Lee, but dumber. <laughs> this is insane. Uh, but then he says he spoke to the lead singer, who's from L.A. originally, the what? female lead singer. Yeah. And she convinced him to keep it together after the success of the post. But what about the other members? How will they start over? The two of us, plus, we recruited um, a member of my 
my other band, Crazy Bones, and uh, a member of Mimico, uh on drums. And, and now I'm gonna take over guitar because uh, the guitar sucks. So. <laughs> As if. <laughs> Just kicking him out of the band wasn't enough. He has to kick him while he's down. He wasn't good. And about the Facebook post, have they ever gotten any negative response? Yeah, and I didn't mean to, like, offend anyone by saying that because I know there were, like, a couple people that were like, hey, my drummer actually died, so f*** you. You know, that's, I, like, yeah, totally. Like, I, yeah, I deserve that. But, like, I had 300 likes on Facebook, and then it went up to, like, George Takai sharing it, you know? You were saying, like, I had no idea that it would reach anyone. I thought, you know, I'm just going to stay whatever the f I feel because no one's going to give a shit anyways. He's wrong. You know how I know? Which Rocks Wednesday! And so, uh, listen, we are lovers of it, but our incredible host has something to say about the haters. Which Rot also has a philosophy that wildly contradicts itself at the end. With every new... Like, with every 10 new fans you get, you get one hater, and... That's okay, man, right? Like, yeah. I'll, I'll take it, right? I mean, my one buddy said, dude, you got haters now. That's how you know that you're on the right track. <laughs> I would much rather people either hate a band, a lover band, instead of just being like, yeah, all right, whatever. You know? It's like... Obviously, I'd rather more people love it, but... <laughs> it's like, I don't care if people love it or hate it. At all. But also, I'd rather people love it. Uh, there's an upcoming album. Here's what he has to say about that direction. And boy, Speaking... it's quite the thought process about making music. Speaking of the upcoming stuff, is there anything you can tell us about it? Uh, like, what kind of sound you're going for? Like, if you're going to stay with Doom sound, or if you're going to venture out into different things? The next few songs... Um, we're definitely spending more time in the, in the studio perfecting things. Uh, but I mean, nothing's perfect, right? I don't know. What? That's the way I see it when you're recording. It's like, you just gotta give up at some point. There's only so much you can add, right? No, you could do it as much as you want. Didn't he say they were going to be in the studio perfecting it? <sighs> well, this But is it can't be perfect. Our final short clip, it tells you, they ask him what kind of music he's listening to right now, and he gives you his answer. And I've been listening to this band called Witch Goat. <laughs> I think they're called Witch Goat. So, do we have to get into Witch Goat yeah, now? Yeah, 100%. <laughs> I think All we, witch bands? We should start Witch Goat Wednesday. No? But great goddamn radio. <laughs> uh, real quick, just so you know, uh, the big announcement from this interview is that they're coming to the U.S. in spring. <gasps> they are going to tour the United States and stop by Well, they're coming to the U.S. It's Witch Hunt Wednesday. It's, it's a tour. What? She's going to be touring. She's going to be stopping. They're going to be coming through the U.S. in L.A. In L.A. They're, when? They haven't said the date yet. In L.A.? Yeah. They haven't said, haven't said the date yet, but we'll keep you updated. Witch Rot Wednesday. The Kevin and Bean Show on K-Rock. Why do I feel like, this is Bean speaking, by the way, and you know I love love. That's my thing. Sure. Why do I feel like you guys are going to poo-poo all, all over this wonderful love story between Sarah and Paul? I don't think, I think I'm going to. great. 
I don't think I'm going to poo-poo on it, as I don't poo-poo on anything, but uh, why don't you tell the story then? Sarah and Paul live in England, and they met online, and they exchanged messages with each other for about a week. They met on uh, online on December the 15th. That's when they matched on the dating site. I have a things. question before you move on. Mm-hmm. They're both from London or England? Um, both from England? They're both British, yes. Okay. Yes, I believe they both live in England. Yes, okay, go ahead. So they exchanged messages like you do for about a week, and then they decided to talk on the phone on December the 22nd. That was the first time they talked on the phone. But they had put a lot of time into this relationship over the course of that week and were very comfortable with, with one another. So much so that one of them suggested, hey, this is going great. Let's just get married. After, and they decided- I'm sorry, after how long? Uh, well, I mean, they they first exchanged notes on the 15th, and this hmm. was now the 22nd. Okay, so seven days. But they right. had been spending like 24-7 together, right? Well, no, they'd no. never met. Oh, okay. Yeah, they'd never so met. So just messages. Seven yeah. days, never met. Okay. So they decided, hey, let's just get married, and they were both on board with that being a great idea because they're clearly right for each other. Sure. They met for the first time at the airport in London on Christmas Eve where they boarded a plane and sat next to each other in person for 11 hours on their way to Las Vegas. When they arrived in Las Vegas, they went right to the Bellagio and got married, and the honeymoon began. And so far, I'm happy to report, they're still together. How do you like me now? I mean, it's three weeks. <laughs> but they're still too excited. Okay. I have eggs <laughs> that are older than their marriage <laughs> in my fridge. <laughs> they would talk on the phone for hours at a time, and they realized that they were just a perfect fit for one another. And the the girl in the uh, the relationship, the wife, Sarah, she said it didn't really matter what he was going to look like because I could, I could already tell what kind of a good person he was. And women are so much better than men. (laughs) (laughs) You know, he was like, she better be hot. She better be hot. (laughs) But um, look, every time I see a story about arranged marriages, I always know that the level of success is about the same as marriages with which we pick our own partners. So there's a lot that goes into a marriage that's that is not covered, not necessarily because of you knew each other for six years. Before right, but I think married. arranged marriages that's a different situation where all of culture pretty much says that you need to stay that way. Right, but what? No, but my point is it's similar in this case in that these are two people who don't know each other very well, and that's not to say they're not going to have a successful marriage. That's all I'm saying. Right. I mean, so, there's nothing to say that they're not having a successful marriage, but their chances aren't incredibly high. If their they chances married, are as good as you mm, picking somebody out and marrying. That's listen, what the data shows. The odds of these entire, every marriage is like 50-50, or even I've heard it's even 40-60 that it survives at this point. Mm-hmm. They have just as, I mean, this is more likely to work than anyone else's. Well, I don't know about is more Is it, likely. though? I think is so. Is it more likely? I, I don't know. I mean, in those odds. Do you think they found out everything they need to know about each other to make a successful marriage? It was an 11-hour should... flight. <laughs> yeah, it was pretty yeah. long. Yeah. I forgot about yeah. that. Yeah. Thank you, Alex. Uh-huh. Wouldn't it be hilarious if they got if they got off that plane in Las Vegas and one of them had told, just was miserable and like, what am I doing? This person is the worst. Uh, I never want to see you again. She's a true dog. <laughs> <laughs> I just, I don't get the, the rush to get married. Like, uh, you meet fine you hang out great why not just date for a while why the rush to actually make it official my thing is if you're gonna want to marry them you're gonna want to marry them in six months so why they don't were, you give it a little time to they were in love maybe grow guys. right sure they were okay. giddy and they were sure. in love and they mm-hmm. couldn't wait to be together right That's what it is. let's love love Allie. come on but they could <laughs> but what we're saying is they could be together right and not get married yeah. right away 
Just That's get him. to know one another for a bit. They met in person on the 24th. They got married on Christmas Day. So what we're talking about here, we've done this topic from time to time on the Kevin and Bean Show. It's been a couple of years. We want to hear your stories of people who made that, what some would say, rash decision to get married after a very brief time together. Like, my wife and I was only five months, okay? From the day we met to the day we got married was five months. And I think that's considered relatively short. That's yeah, pretty that's quick. A, yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's okay. a speedy romance. Okay. Yes. Uh, my wife and I uh, got married after one year. One year, okay. Mm-hmm. I would but say that's would much know, more average. We've yeah. known each other since high school. Yeah. Yes. Right. I knew she wasn't a serial yeah. killer, yeah. Right. So yes. I don't think that one year and five months are going to be anywhere near the stories that we're going to be hearing. I mean, I hope not. We'd yeah. like much worse decisions. Yeah. No, not much worse. <laughs> you knew, you were sure sooner. That's what we're looking for. Right. People who were sure that this was the right person for you sooner. That's the way I, mean, I would like to say So the it. shortest amount of time yeah. between the time you met... And the time you got married. Yeah, like there it is. This isn't a ringing endorsement for our pals that we just uh, focused on. But Pamela Anderson and Tommy Lee got married within four days of meeting each other. And and that worked out great. They'll be together forever. Well, I bad That's news. That's not yeah, bad news. The case I don't think. So one eight hundred five two zero one zero six seven. If you met somebody and then you married them almost immediately, shortest amount of time is what we're looking for. And by the way, I think it's I think these people are probably all together, but we'll ask how it worked out as well. Yeah. Call us now. 1-800-520-1067. We'll talk to you next. The Kevin and Bean Show, world famous K-Rock. Let's take one call. Let's make it Annalisa in Los Angeles. Good morning. Hey there. How are you? Good. Thank you. Hi, Annalisa. We're talking about this couple that met online on December 15th and got married on December 25th. We're looking for stories from our listeners yeah. of uh, a very short courtship. What did? Uh, what was the situation with you? Uh, situation was I just graduated from college. Uh, I was working at a cafe, and I met this guy who uh, hung out there, did crossword puzzles, and we sort of got to know each other, and we got married within two months. He was twice my age, and he only had one name, but the marriage lasted for 10 years. <laughs> Wait, how old were you? How old was he? I was 23, and he was 46. And what was his one name? <laughs> Zox. I'm sorry? Spell, please. <laughs> Z-O-X. Well, we well, know my baby him. name. <laughs> you had to marry him. I mean, how can, you can't let Zox get away. Guy who spends his days doing crossword puzzles at a coffee shop. Are you sure Zox isn't an alien? <laughs> <laughs> and how is it going, Annalisa? Well, I'm now with someone else, and I have two wonderful kids, so everything's going well. <laughs> oh, see, okay. Wow. It, but it lasted 10 years, that's yeah. your point. Zox, it wasn't, a, it wasn't a failure. 10 years. Zox went back you to the motherland. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, the ship came for Zox. Why did you right. point up into the sky, Jensen? That was a strange thing to do. <laughs> Annalisa, we love you. Thank you for listening. This uh, couple that we are discussing in England that got married 10 days after meeting online, Sarah and uh, Paul, um, met face to face for 24 hours only, though. Yes, that's okay. right. They All met right. on Christmas Eve at the airport, flew to Las Vegas, got married. Aren't there just a ton of celebrities, though, Jensen, who have done this, who have uh, kind of, uh, you know, kind of 
quick rushed into marriage, but it turned out to work out forever. Uh, well, Bean, I've been trying to find that online. Can't find it. Hmm. But I have found a slew of ones that are famously uh, terrible, such as Khloe Kardashian, Lamar Odom. They were together for a month since meeting, then got married. Katy Perry, Russell Brand, three months. Billy Bob Thornton, Angelina Jolie, two months. Julia Roberts, Lyle Lovett, three weeks. Britney Spears, wow, K-Fed. Three weeks. Wow. Britney Spears and K-Fed, three months. Avril Lavigne and Chad Kroger, one month. Nick Cannon and Mariah, two months. Those are all the worst couples wow. in celebrity history. Didn't Oof. Brittany also meet and marry that Jason Alexander guy over a weekend in Las Vegas? Oh, right. Yes, but they knew each Remember other. That one? They knew, they knew each, each other, other before. Growing right? up, yeah. yeah. Oh, I see. Okay, yeah. So we're looking for the shortest amount of time from when you met to when you married. We'll go back to the phones now at 1-800-520-1067. Let's go to Ben. He's in Anaheim on line four. It looks like his story might have an, a surprise twist to it. Hey, Ben. Hey, Kevin. Hey, Bean. Hey, Allie. Hey, Ben. What's up? Not much. I just wanted to mention... Uh, I proposed my wife uh, in 2001 on the Kevin and Bean show in the morning. How long had you known her before that happened? Three months. Wow. Why were we allowing people to propose on our show? <laughs> it was on Valentine's Day, so I don't know. You guys said call on, call on in if you want to propose to your... Because we love love. Another. That's why, Bean. <laughs> and how has it worked out for you, Ben? It worked out good. We're still married. We have five kids. Wow. So no Kevin oh. and Bean curse. Wow. Wow. <laughs> Yet... Uh, almost 17 years and five kids later they're still together that's amazing was it was it tough uh talking her into it after just three months was there any kind of hesitation hey it's too soon no no especially after you asked her uh what was she doing in the morning and she says sleeping and you asked her what is she wearing and then you guys played that music my mom was pretty loud <laughs> oh, <geez. laughs> and his mom was living <laughs> all right well give her our best thank you for the call ben congratulations that's a sweet story it is. shocking as well we played a part in their marriage right i why am i talking like this? I don't all right know. let's go to line five let's say hi to whittier's stephanie up next on the kevin beach show hey stephanie Hi, guys. How are you this morning? Good. Thank you. Shortest amount of time before marriage. Uh, he proposed 13 days after our first date. Wow. Whoa. 13 days. New record. Yes. Yeah. <sighs> yeah, it was great. <laughs> and how's it worked and out? It's been great. Everyone thought we'd be done in six months. All the signs were against us, and we're 23 years, almost, almost married, 23 years now. Wow. And she uses her blinker, which I a respect. Lot. Yeah, yeah, a lot. Yeah. Turn <laughs> off your blinker. If he knew how to defuse a bomb, that was my fear. I'm sorry, what, Stephanie? Oh, I'm a teacher and I'm late to work, so yes, I've got to use my blinker. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay, good, good. okay, all right. All right. Wow, now. 13 days, almost 24 years. That's incredible. Yeah, that is. That has to all be, right. wow. Uh, now, by the way, that doesn't mean they weren't engaged for a year, though, and had plenty of time to see whether it was going to work out or not. Oh, we you didn't ask I mean? that, did yeah. we? As opposed to We're these other good. people who really We're who not walked good down the right. aisle after two weeks. Right. All right. Why don't we try, uh, let's try, I, I don't know who you'd like. I like Carol in Mission Viejo. Let's try Carol in Mission Viejo then. All right. Why is your voice going this high all the time? <laughs> no. Hey, Carol. <laughs> hey, how are you guys today? We are very good. We're looking for the shortest amount of time between the time you met and the time you married. Ten days later, he proposed after we met. Wow. And let me tell you, you would have, too, if you knew me at 21 years old, kid. <laughs> <laughs> I respect it. I, I mean, listen, that's that's the way to do it, guys. If I, if I ever get a time machine, Carol, I'm coming back and I'm looking for you. And, and how, how did it work? How did it work out, Carol? 
Oh, 27 years later, it was what? so good. What's wow. happening? Is she on The Sopranos? <laughs> I, yes, right? It was still good. We still do he it. Was wicked, he was wicked smart. He All right. Oh, oh, here we go. Oh, oh wow. Okay. Maybe oh, not Sopranos. Don't, don't be a hater. Uh, don't be a hater. Okay. <laughs> Enough of that. Thanks for calling. It's the Kevin and Bean Show. K-Rock. Right now, time for What's Happening here on this Wednesday morning. Listen, we all know Kevin's background uh, in school. I'm not saying he was a troublemaker, but out of the group of us, probably the one that got into the most trouble growing up in school. I mean, right? that's a pretty safe bet. Yeah. Jensen, what about you? Oh, I was squeaky clean. Yeah. Yeah. I kind of <laughs> got that. That's the opposite that. of me. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Bean doesn't remember. Yeah. And I was a delight. Yeah. I can tell you that. What happened? I'm not sure. Yeah. Oh. Weird turnaround in my <laughs> 20s. Well, here's uh, why I bring it up, because you have some company. Okay. Katy Perry, quite the troublemaker in middle school. In a recent Instagram story, she was going through old photos and items in her parents' house, and she came across a note that was sent home to her parents, and her and her parents read the note on Instagram stories. Here's here's what she was sent home for, suspended for. Okay. Um, she was suspended from school for pretending a tree was Tom Cruise and, and basically humping it. Hmm. I'm sorry. <laughs> Haven't we all what? done that? Haven't we all? I did that on the way in. <laughs> so here's what the note said. At the 2 p.m. recess, Katie and four other students were in an off-limits area behind the backboards practicing a skit. Katie pretended that a tree was Tom Cruise and began making sexual motions, pelvic thrusts to the tree. <laughs> The note then goes on to detail other incidents that led to her suspension, including foul language, inappropriate school wardrobe, and playing truth or dare and spin the bottle. Katie was fun (laughs) in middle school is what I'm picking up. Isn't her dad a preacher? Her dad is a preacher. And by the way, this was all uh, a Christian school. In Santa Barbara, so everything that she was suspended for, mm-hmm. she went on to to use to make a hundred million dollars a year as an adult. Yes, sure. yeah, she really did. Yeah, I mean, that, is, that, that, that story is completely on brand for mm-hmm. the Katy Perry we we know and love today. Absolutely. I mean, who hasn't humped a tree pretending right? it was some big star back in the sure. day, right? I mean, I haven't, but I mean, most people probably a have. lot of people have sure. humped trees, Kevin. Sure, a lot of people. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, it's true. So, the executive producers of Family Guy and Fox say that they are phasing out jokes about gay people. The long-running show is evolving, although still very politically incorrect in their own way. Alex Sulkin says that if you look at a show from 2005 or 2006 and put it side-by-side with a show from 2018 or 2019... They're going to have a few differences. Some of the things we felt comfortable saying and joking about back then, we now understand is not acceptable. I think that's true of this show as well. Oh, totally. I, I think all hundred percent of the man on the street. I think yeah. that's true of. I yeah. think we've we've as a as a culture as a society we've all grown up and and become better. I think. I mean, the whole entire elementary school, middle school, that's gay. It was like a mm-hmm. normal thing to say about something derogatory. Right, right. That's just not in vocabulary now. No. You, you and the say R that. word. And the R word. For yeah. sure. But yeah. you're still not going to buy Gillette razors, though, right? <laughs> well, I got to put my foot down at some point. Because <laughs> man, I know men. I'll tell you something. I know men, and they have to beat up other men to be men. We all yeah. know that at this yeah. point. I mean, that's a given. Yeah. Yeah. So, just another PC libtard telling me how to live. I don't need that. Oh, God. <laughs> I mean, I can't believe that these libtards think that we should be good to each other. 
It is. It's truly ridiculous. remarkable that the golden rule, the gold as in pee, <laughs> I, I'll pee on a kid. Yeah, it's just it's the feminist agenda. Is oh, really all that uh, it is. I'm, I'm not. I'm not yeah. shaving ever again. Yeah. I I loved all the people yesterday saying, they just want everyone to be feminists. And I would respond to people and say, what is feminism? And nobody would respond back. I just want to hear your definition of feminism. Just be good to each other. Yes, it's just equality. Just be good to each other. Yeah. However. Doesn't seem like that's that difficult of a concept. I did love the guy that uh, took a picture of his Gillette razor in his toilet. Oh, yeah. And he's like, that's it. (laughs) I was just thinking, oh, calling the plumber to own the libs. Yeah. You know? (laughs) Or sticking my hand back in the toilet to get it out to own the libs. What is wrong with you, dude? Yeah, he didn't really I think it's a real protest unless you flush, bro. <laughs> right? <laughs> right? Oh, I don't know. Something's wrong with my plumbing. Yeah, last night I spent an hour just going through people who hated the Gillette ad and then retweeting something that contradicts themselves. <laughs> it was quite beautiful. Yeah, you could have done that for hours. Yeah. For sure. I had to give it up. You guys, I saw this story and I thought, wow, that's not something I do, but I kind of love it. So a man in Phoenix, Arizona named Will Novak got an email on January 7th intended for a totally different man, but the same name, Will okay. Novak. It was an invitation to a ski weekend bachelor party in Vermont. So Novak immediately re- replied saying, dude, not not who you think I am. My name is Will Novak, but I mean, I'm game. Can I come? I'm in. The stranger well, said the he's thing. in. The guys took him up on the offer. Novak got permission from his wife to spend the weekend with the strangers. Oh, boy. He set up a GoFundMe account to raise the $750 bucks he would need for the trip. He raised it in a few hours, and he now has over 3000 which he plans to donate the money for the cost of the trip over what he needs to the groom-to-be and assumed-to-be wife. That's incredible. Like, you hear those stories, like, the most famous one is that grandmother that sent mm-hmm. a, a text to yeah. what she thought was her grandkid. Right, yeah. Telling him what time Thanksgiving dinner was, and the kid was like, I'm not your grandkid. Who is this? And she sent a picture of herself, and then he sent a picture of himself, and she was this white old lady, and he was an African American young man. So he's like, Not your grandkid. And she's like, Come over anyway. And now they have spent, I think, the yeah. last three Thanksgivings yeah. together. They did it again this year. I think that is, it's fascinating how these things can actually work out. What if he becomes like best friends with these people? Would you do it? What I do, yes. If you if you got an email, you'd be like, I'll come though. There was a run there where uh, Jimmy Kimmel and I would get s- sort of strangely like second, third party. We didn't even know the groom much, but we mm-hmm. would get invited to the to the bachelor party, so we would go. It was one of the weirdest things ever. Listen, someone wants to play pinball. I'm in. <laughs> Let me know. <laughs> I feel like Kevin's bachelor parties were very different from your bachelor party. I mean, party. yeah, they were. I mean, people drunk in fountains. I mean, that happens. Right? It happens to a lot of people, not just me. It does. It does. Not Jensen. No, no, no. Cubs game and a pinball machine and a wrestling event. Sure. (laughs) And pretty dry. Not a lot of drinking. No, not really. Just hanging out, talking talking to friends. Maya, boss at the time, woke up in a fountain at Caesars when the Mm -hmm. sun hit his face and reached into his pocket and all he had was receipts for money that he had taken out. (laughs) (laughs) That was... That was day two of a wow. three-day bachelor party. What happened to that guy? I don't know. Probably wow. died. Probably. <laughs> <laughs> uh, some birthdays for you. Lin-Manuel Miranda, Sade, Albert Pujols, John Carpenter, and Kate Moss. And that's what's happening. Kevin and Bean on K-Rock KROQ. 
All right, Kevin, you got your finger on the uh, on the button here. Not I do. the swear button, but the volume button. <laughs> Look, here's what I've heard. I've heard that I'm already in a fight. Yeah. Oh yeah. You Andrea, guys broke which... up already. You and Andrea Savage broke up the, in the last minute. That was you quick. Met, you Literally met, fell in love, and broke up. Forty five seconds in. <laughs> yeah. It's Kevin over. and I were in a, a pretty aggressive fight. Would you call it a beef? <laughs> I'd call it bigger than a beef. Bigger than Ooh. a beef. Bigger than a beef. Wow. Yeah. Right. It was a throwdown. Feud. Throw, mm-hmm. Feud is good because feud. that seems like it lasts over a long Generations. time. Generations. Like, like forty five seconds. <laughs> oh, your kids already hate each other. Yeah, no, no, That's no. how bad Our this feud is. Our kids are basically enemies for blood. They're out for blood. Sure. Andrea Savage is here. She is uh, essentially, I know you have a very talented crew around you, but you're essentially, you know, top line one woman show with the director and the writing and the executive producer and acting. The show is called I'm Sorry on True TV. Let's give her a proper Kevin and Bean welcome, first of all, for being here in the studio. Thank you. It's great to see you. Thank you so much for coming in. We have so many questions for you because we love your show so much. And, and Can I Allie, just you say might... one thing? Yes, please. That I will be honest, I'm not a young woman. <laughs> But I have been listening to you guys for what feels like 80 years. Mm, How feels that way to us, too. How old are you? Like, <laughs> again, I know it doesn't make me look great to say that I've listened, been a fan for a so long. You were a teenager when you started listening to us. We get it. I grew up in L.A., so it's like... I don't know how old, like you... We're a hundred. Well, listen, we started the first day of 1990. That's when we started this job. That's a thousand years ago. No kidding. Yes. And we yes. see stuff from back then and we hear stuff from back then. We go, holy crap, how did we still make it? By Makes the way, no sense. Again, it doesn't make me look great, but <laughs> I've been delighted by you for years. So that's, that's very sweet. You have yeah. questionable and, comedy and, taste. No, I obviously I'm okay. saying very okay. clearly All right. this doesn't reflect well on me. I see. Okay. All right. We have been so delighted by you, Andrea, that we waited over twenty nine years to invite you to be a guest. How about that? <laughs> You know what? I'm going to take that as such an unbelievable level of respect <laughs> for my abilities. Um, let's give Allie the credit, though, yes. because she has been beating the drum on I'm yeah. Sorry long before we knew what true TV was. How did you discover the show, Allie? Actually, driving home from Kevin and Bean, there was a billboard. And I was like, who is this woman? And it just says, I'm sorry. What is she sorry for? What is happening with her life? And then I watched the first one, and I was like, Oh, I'm sorry for anyone that isn't watching this. It is so brilliant and so well done, and I wouldn't shut up about it. It was another Peaky Blinders situation, but yes. luckily, they listened. Yeah, you use yeah. it. You turned. I mean, you kind of turned us against Andrea for a while with yeah. your, with your over for a little bit. I'm, I'm on board. Sorry, yeah. I'm on board with it. Yeah. Um, what has that been like for you, Andrea? Um, I mean, True TV is not on everybody's favorite channels list because it's mostly just Impractical Jokers and Adam Ruins Everything, right? I mean, that's it's, mostly what they run. It's mostly what they run. Um, mm-hmm. It's been kind of amazing because, listen, I've been kicking around for a while and had a lot of shows that I sold that didn't go. Mm-hmm. And True TV has been unbelievable because, one, I think they're, they're smaller. They let me do the exact show that I wanted to do. So I was given, like, a very wide berth and was able to kind of create my exact vision, which wouldn't necessarily be the case on a lot of other networks. I got to tell you, yeah. also, that works really well for the show because you yeah. can tell that it is one person's vision and it's different from every other show out there. Well, thank you. It really is. Yeah, I mean, it's I an amazing like Kevin thing. Kevin and I are Are we getting back together? I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I feel like I'm open to talk. Okay. I'm open to talk. Yeah, yeah. We'll see how it goes. Um, Yeah, we'll see how it goes. 
<laughs> this is a, this is maybe a dumb question, but you've been involved Probably. in comedy for a long time, and we're going to go back and get into the Groundlings Gosh, and some of the other yeah, stuff yeah. back in the day and Will mm-hmm. Ferrell and all that. Mm-hmm. Why do you find dirty stuff so <laughs> funny, Andrea? <laughs> So much of this show is about things that most people do not talk about in public, especially with their family. Well, see, that's where I disagree. I (laughs) feel like people are, and I feel like that's where I feel like people feel a camaraderie of the show because they're going, this is what we talk about. Right. For sure. Everything else feels sort of faked. Yes. This does seem real. This it's very every story on there is based on a real story, either from my life and in second season, like my writers' lives as well. And I think people do say dirtier stuff than you think and talk about things in a very real way. I must just I also just think dirty things are funny. I do too. Mm -hmm. I just (laughs) do. I do too. Does that help? Between now? I will meet you for one drink. (laughs) (laughs) And listen, I you know, I'll Uber there so I won't have a car. Okay. If you know what I'm saying. And then we'll see. I might need to drive home. See how it goes. Okay. We get it. We get get it. it. All right. right, Let me let me put the question another way. (laughs) Um, The the conversations Mm -hmm. that your character Andrea, who is what percentage of uh, Andrea on the show is real life Andrea? I would say a solid 70%. Okay. It's definitely an exaggerated, pushed out version of me. I'm not a crazy person. I know when to be quiet. <laughs> you know what I mean? You don't know when to be quiet, first of well, all. Well, but... okay, by the way. <laughs> not working in my favor? It, we were, I, I just got, unfortunately, a meeting scheduled at oh, the same time we were supposed oh, to get a drink. Oh, and we will not. I won't be able to make it. We just starting to get back together. That yeah, sucks. Yeah. The um, conversations that your character has. Are, with... I'm wondering what conversations you're, okay, go ahead. With little Amelia mm. about pubic hair and about vaginas and about so many things. <laughs> yes. But I Where was... Does, is that all... You say these are based on yeah. real-life conversations you've had they, with your kids? Yes. First of all, being as an avid fan of the show, I know you don't have children, but Correct. these are the conversations you do have with your kids. They ask about pubic hair. They ask yeah. about where do babies come out. In la- last season, they ask about the color of their skin versus the color of other people's skin. Mm-hmm. These are the real conversations that are happening and they're not perfect and they're not cute. My daughter and I had a fight about whether or not my husband has pubic hair. Yeah. And that was a legitimate. You had a fight. She was adamant she that was he didn't. Adamant. She yeah. dug her heels in where I was like, yes, daddy has pubic hair. And first of all, this was after she told me she was not a fan of mine. That's always good. And that ended up on the show just like that. <laughs> yes, it did. Because first of all, and I like to say this just to clear the record, what's going on here is very aspirational. And she doesn't know that this is as good as it gets. So <laughs> <laughs> I feel like she has some surprises coming her way already. Sure, right. So I better be open, you know. So, yes, she asked about people. I told her, yes, you're going to get it, like mommy. And then she said, do boys have it? I said, yes, everyone has it. And she said, well, daddy doesn't. And we really got into yeah. it. That is a weird fight to be in. It is. I yeah. thought so as well, which is why I put it on the show. Because I was like, this is strange, but I can't be the only person having it. And I figured out, and not to be too graphic, I think I know what the issue is. She's a little girl. She doesn't understand that the male area is not just the main event part. Right. And oh, I see. so sh- that part is hairless for the you most part from my experience. start wearing I some clothes you. around the house, too. <laughs> <laughs> I think. <laughs> I mean, that's where I'd start. Anyway. Listen, but they, they're she real would... conversations. 
I don't, yes, I don't that's do, what's great about the show. We don't do anything gratuitous purposely, especially with Amelia, ever just like to be like, she's a kid and she says something dirty, ever. It is mm-hmm. always based in some sort of real conversation of something that's happened. We are talking to Andrea Savage. The show is called I'm Sorry. Season one is on Netflix. Season two just began on True TV Wednesday nights at 10. We have so much more we want to talk to you about, including the great Tom Everett Scott, who plays your husband on the show, Kathy Baker and Martin Mully, your parents, who are amazing, and mm. so much more. Andrea, by the way, has quite the history. She is not new to this business. <laughs> wow, well, that didn't sound good. Show until no. today. Old AF. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. More with our guests when we return right after this. Okay. It's the Kevin and Bean Show, the world famous K Rock. I mean, it was off the air, but still give her a Rosa Parks Award for that comment, right? I mean, Andrea Savage is a great American. Agreed. Is what I'm saying. The show is called I'm Sorry Wednesday Nights. Hey, that's tonight at 10 on True TV. Season 1 is available on Netflix. Uh, By the way, executive produced by the Lonely Island Kids, also Will Ferrell and Adam McKay. You go back a million years with Will Ferrell. Were you in the Groundlings together? I was not in the Groundlings with Will. He is a little older than I am, but Mm -hmm. I did Step Brothers with uh, Will, and I I was cast into that with Will and Adam McKay. And then we just kind of hit it off and I went on a comedy tour with them and did a couple of their other movies and they've produced a couple shows of mine and they're just awesome. And Do you do stand-up anymore, Andrea? I don't. I don't do stand-up anymore. I do. I love stand-up. And if that's the one thing, if I could like be able to go out five nights a week, which I just can't, Mm -hmm. um, that's the one thing I'd go back and do. Really? I don't miss sketch comedy. I don't really miss any of the other, but stand-up. But but at least you have a job where you can creatively express yourself and still be funny and make people laugh. And that's the important thing. Right. 100%. What? How much of a waste was going to Cornell University for you, based on how your life ended up? Um, let's see. Monetarily, it's <laughs> well, you majored in, in government hunt. and minored in law studies. I'm just wondering, uh-huh. you feel like you're getting the bag for your buck from Cornell for that? I feel like things have really um, gone south <laughs> since that year. Um, I'm, my parents are probably, you know, they're a couple hundred thousand dollars. You know, I. I think it's all worth it. It's all experiences. Sure. <laughs> Barf. Um, no, I loved Cornell, but I grew up in L.A. and I was like, I would never be an actor. Oh, God, that's the most irresponsible, it's the worst weird, thing you could worst possible. thing to do. Yeah. And then here I am. Yeah, so it's not what great. What changed your mind? Um, I, I did plays. I did all that stuff. And, like, I remember I was, um, I did study abroad in my junior year of college and was away and was like, oof, I think I might need to try this. I think it's just in me. I got to do this. And then I, um, told some people at Cornell and they looked at me blankly and were like, so then after that, when will you apply to business school? <laughs> right. Um, yeah. And, you know, I didn't, I was like, I'll do it for two years. I'll, then I'll be like, ugh, I'll quit. And then I'll go back. And I just kind of got sucked in. What was the job where you realized, oh, my God, this is working. I'm going to make this This is going to be a thing. Yeah. It might have been Step Brothers. I think it might have been Step Brothers. Because that was so high profile. It was so high profile, and it was working with Will Ferrell, and it was, you know, I'd already been through the Groundlings, and I'd been on other shows and done other stuff, but I feel like I remember being on that movie and being like... I think I know what I'm doing now. Like I was that like That was the moment I, when it clicked. Yeah, yeah, and I was like I can hold my own here and this here we go. So from step brothers to arguably and by arguably this isn't an argument. No argument. Uh to go on to do shows like Veep, first of all, mm-hmm. and Curb Your Enthusiasm. Mm-hmm. Those are the two like that's mecca of comedy. Yeah. Did it, you feel like at any point like okay, I'm good. Yes. I can die. <laughs> yeah. Like okay. a year ago, I was like, I'm out. Yeah. And people were like, no, no, you're contractually obligated, yeah. actually, to finish this up. There was a day about a year and a half ago where I had, I did Curb 
most of the day, and then I went to go do Veep. That's Let's crazy, say, the oh same day. God. The same day, because they double booked me by accident. And it, I was like, this is the greatest life that anyone's lived. I li- And I will tell you one thing, I appreciate it so much, and there is something about it happening for reals, like over 40, where you're like, oh my God, I'm a woman over 40, and like, look at what, this is amazing. I didn't yeah. 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 Yeah, I'm supposed to be like on the side of a road. <laughs> Dead, Wait. according to the entertainment industry. Wait, you're supposed to be on the side of the road and dead? Yeah, someone has murdered okay. me and then right. been like, no one's going to care, mm. prosecute me because she's a woman over 40, yeah. so throw her by the side of the road. And then they'll do a special on that on True TV. Yeah, <laughs> with the Impractical Jokers. Um, I, I mean this sincerely. Oh, God, um, right? I don't. Oh, I, no. Honestly. No, this oh, is going to be no. nice. And I am oh, telling you that I, Curb Your Enthusiasm is one of the greatest shows of all time, and Larry David is a genius. Yes. I feel... Your show is very curb esque. It and has I mean that in some, all positive ways. Thank you. Yeah. It has definitely inspirations from Curb 100%. Um, but it is, at heart, a family show, which mm-hmm. is different. You know, and and I feel like... It's we, a family show, but it's not really for No, not families. to watch with your no, family, no, no. to be clear. <laughs> right, okay, good. To be I just want to clear that up, because it's not no, no. something you should watch with your kids, but no, it's something no. you should watch, absolutely. But thank you. Um, <laughs> but it is but it's something that's about a family. It's about a husband and wife, Tom Everett Scott, who's fabulous, and it's at the core about this re- very real... I was like, why do you never see a couple on television who actually enjoy each other and get along. I enjoy my husband. Most people I know enjoy their spouses. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> that, that might have gone too far. I'm going to take that back. Okay, good. But you get what I'm saying. And so, you know, it... Um, it's like Curb in a lot of ways in that it, it's the uncomfortable moments and stuff. I would say his is a little more pushed out and sure. we try to ground yeah, us yeah, a little yeah, bit yeah. more. But, but still, oh, you're, you. you're taking a step into, I'm, I feel really awkward about yes. this, but then you pay it off, which mm-hmm. is, that's what the great, you know, comedians do, I think. Thank you. Yeah. And Guys, how genius are you great. to have your own show, by the way, that you are in control of and to write yourself a shower scene with Tom Everett Scott. I mean, you are no dummy, lady. Wow. I, right? I can introduce you. <laughs> and I'll, ask, saying, I'll ask him if you want. A lot worse. I, I, I agree, but that Being came in. jealous? Came yeah, it was strong. Not jealous of Tom. No, jealous, jealous of, of me. Yes, he was jealous yeah. of you in the yeah. shower. Yeah. He wanted to be in the shower. Listen, Tom's delightful. I'm sure he'll take a shower with you, B. <laughs> okay. He's very accommodating. That's all I was looking for out of this interview. <laughs> so right. if you can make the introduction, I think we'll be fine. Um, hey, uh, do a nothing else before you go to Netflix and watch every episode of season one of I'm Sorry, and then you can get right back into season two, which just premiered last week, right, on True TV. Yes. And uh, what's going on on tonight's episode at uh, 10 o'clock? Tonight's episode is called These Are My Fingers. And oh, no. um, like I said, Adam Scott does a great cameo as my doctor. He is my awesome. um, gynecologist. Uh-huh. And this is, a, that, yeah. this is a real story, almost verbatim, of something that happened when, when my husband and I were at my gynecologist. Um, and he bumped, he realized he'd gone to camp with my doctor as my doctor is, as I like to say, elbow deep. Okay. That's that's a beautiful saying. (laughs) Thank you. I feel like I have a gift. That's just poetry. That's poetry. Can I just clarify? Um, he doesn't usually go to no, gynecology no, appointments it was a specific, with you. Was okay, all right. Just, and in this case, it was something when I was pregnant. It, it was okay, whatever. Thank God. In this, it's I'm getting an IUD in, oh, sure. in the show. Mm-hmm. Okay, okay. Um, and the name of the episode again, please? These are my fingers. Okay, all right. Um, <laughs> should I say it closer? These are my fingers. That um, is the night on True TV. TV. Yeah, yeah. Andrea, you are delightful. Um, I'm sorry that it has taken us so long to have you on, but come back anytime. Thanks, guys. Thank you. 
It's Kevin and Bean on K-Rock. K-Rock. K-R-O-Q. Q. Hey, Adam Crowell's on the phone, you guys. Hey, Adam. Hey, Ace Man. Hey, man. Speaking hey. of racist, what? <laughs> what? Are you, are you, you ready to get it on? Yeah, I got to get it on. No choice but to get it on. Mandate, get it on. <laughs> That's what I've heard. <laughs> Adam, we don't talk to you often enough, but we do think about you and we do miss you. And we enjoy your podcast when we can. And you brought something up on a recent episode that I am fascinated to discuss with you. And then we'll talk about your big event that's coming up Thursday. Um, you went to Super Dave's uh, funeral, the great Bob Einstein, who we lost. You went to his funeral over the weekend, correct? Yes. And your Sunday takeaway went to his funeral, yes, in the right. uh, office of Poland on Westside. Yeah. And, and your takeaway was that we should all be going to more funerals. Could you summarize that for us first, please? All right. Everyone's going insane because everyone under the age of 13 and a half is just playing 17 hours of Fortnite every day. And everyone over 13 and a half is watching 21 hours of you porn every day okay so everyone's face is buried in their screen everyone mm-hmm. is just lost in their own digital world right when is the last time you sat in a room covered with mahogany um paneling and just literally sat there with your phone shut off like i, I didn't have my phone on sleep or on airplane mode or anything it was off and i was sitting on it because obviously your worst case scenario is that thing blowing up while Albert Brooks is delivering a eulogy or Jerry Seinfeld is sharing a story, I sat there for an hour and a half, phone off, mesmerized. It was like meditating while I was awake. And I think everyone is going insane. Everyone's going nuts about Trump. Everyone's going nuts about the uh, you know school teachers on strike. If you went to a funeral... Three times a year, not your own. I have to specify. Okay, not that. your own. Okay, good, good tip. Not good your tip. own. Somebody else's funeral. Hey, mm-hmm. nobody checks ID. Eighty-six-year-old Nana kicked a bucket. You think you get patted down when you walk in in a black suit? <laughs> <laughs> All you have to do is get the sex right. She was a dear lady. She'll be men. But Adam, I'm just going gonna- to. I'm just going to suggest to you that every funeral does not have Albert Brooks and Seinfeld at it. <laughs> uh, they should. Well, sometimes they have, I, I don't know, uh, Louis C.K. or Dane Cook <laughs> or whomever. I, I'm not saying it's all the same all the same lineup every time, but there's always some professionals. It okay. is true. He, hearing Albert Brooks talk for 14 right. minutes is probably better than the, the uh, surviving husband who got caught a few times cheating. But that's not the point. It that's not the point. The point is, a- it's med- it's meditative, it's contemplative, it's healthy, it's a good mental break. Okay, but here's where the question. I asked you that question to set this up. What if I don't have three friends a year dying to give me that day out? Is it okay, according to the Ace Man rules, for me to just go to a random person's funeral that I don't know, or is that an invasion of the family's privacy and a big no-no? Okay, first things first. What would be more flattering to you as the deceit? The cousin who has a mandatory show up at the funeral? Like, literally, he's fiduciary duties. I have to show up like a court appearance. Or the guy you've never seen before who just said, I heard good things. 
<laughs> I don't, I don't, I feel like I, it would be an invasion of privacy if some dude just showed up that no one knew. Most funerals but, are pretty small. But what about what Adam is saying is that you're, you the, can the, turn the, the off the, your phone at any point. Yeah. Right, but the deceased had friends, the deceased but was the deceased, so loved the deceased that he had friends there. that you didn't know about, though. That's you're what not Adam is saying. You're, you're faking it. You're not a friend. But they don't know that. Listen. Nobody knows that. Kevin, you keep this up. I'm not going to your funeral. <laughs> Number one. I'm getting Number a seal two. of approval from Adam to go to any funeral I want. And that's what I wanted out of this conversation is I wanted his okay. And it sounds like I've got Adam, it. Adam, have you ever yes, gone you, to a funeral yes. of somebody that you didn't know? You weren't related to anyone. You didn't know anyone in the group. I went to the funeral of a guy I didn't know well who committed autoerotic asphyxiation. And I had to meet his parents. That was uncomfortable. Wow, that's, that's the worst. <laughs> uh, that is a worst-case scenario right there. Mostly pick the elderly, not people that went like a forklift accident when they were 21 and a half. Right. Number one. Number two, yes, Kevin, you can shut off your phone, but the point is you don't shut off your phone. This forces you to shut off your phone. Don't do it during football season, I'm... obviously. Most of the okay. stuff takes place on a Sunday. Sure. And limit yourself to one plate of food. You can't load up. You're, okay. not, there to, but I'm... you're not there to carb load and go home. I'm just going to say corral. It's someone else's funeral. I feel like you said you may not go to Kevin's funeral if he keeps it up. He's going to have a chocolate fountain, and I'm going to take my phone out to take a picture of that. <laughs> I'm letting I... you know right now. And I'm good with that. I'm giving her the thumbs okay. up. But when Albert Brooks speaks, phone off. <laughs> Got okay. it. Got it. All right. Adam Carolla is on the phone. AdamCarolla.com is the website for all of his podcasting appearances, including a great event coming up on Thursday, January 24th. Is that uh, That's next Thursday, right? That's a week from tomorrow at the Irvine Improv. Yeah. This is you with special guest filmmaker David Zucker. Explain what basic commentary is next Thursday, Adam. Basic cable commentary is we take a film like Karate Kid or something like that and we break it down on stage. But in this case, Zucker of Zucker and Abrams, of course, made Airplane, all the Airplane movies, all the Naked Gun movies, all those movies were all his. We're going to break down Airplane and we're going to show the film that inspired it as well and break down the film on that. Interesting. That sounds fantastic. Did he also do Top Secret? He did Top... All all those movies are Zucker and Abram. Good God. That's That's a genius of a man. All right. Basic cable commentary, Adam Carolla and special guest David Zucker. Sounds like a must for film lovers and comedy lovers. It's going to be happening next Thursday, January 21st at the Irvine Improv. Tickets are on sale now through improv.com or adamcarolla.com. 18 and up is the show. Again, go to the Ace Man's website for all the details on that. Thanks for the good advice on the funeral. Have a fantastic (laughs) event next Thursday, Adam. We'll talk to you soon, man. I'll see you guys in hell. (laughs) The Kevin and Bean Show. The world famous K-Rock. Time for a final look at what's happening here on the Kevin and Bean Show. Because he's not heavy. He's my brother. Oh, dear God. Timely. I'm so blessed that I did not get that. Do we double file that because she had to come back around and explain it? I did, because there would be so many people online that would be like, why didn't you file that? Okay. You need to file that with extreme prejudice. File and file. Both. Yeah. Okay. For sure. So refile. That was bad. File plus file. I feel Double file. Yeah, it's file double. DF. (laughs) Different from... Right. Okay. I'm sorry you feel icky, Bean. I apologize. I shouldn't have said it. 
Let's move on. Let's move on to <laughs> Paley Fest 2019 at the Yay! Dolby Theater, you guys. It is a great time, March 15th through the 24th at the Dolby Theater at Hollywood and Highland. You go there, you see the cast, you see the crew of some of your favorite shows up there on the stage. You can ask them questions. It's a really interactive, fun, fun time. Well, if you're a fan of Stephen Colbert, then today is for you. If you're listening right now, you love Stephen Colbert, be caller 20 at 1-800-520-1067. You're going to get a pair of tickets to an evening with Stephen Colbert at Paley Fest 2019 at the Dolby Theater on March 16th. It's it's really a fun experience to see how much goes into those shows, oh, yeah. how they make them, yeah. all of that stuff. The behind the scenes is really cool. A lot of behind the scenes stories that you would have no idea was going on, especially I think seeing him seeing a live show sure. would be a really interesting thing to hear about what what it entails and what if someone calls in sick. That's an that's an issue. I guess you need, you, mean, to, yeah. you need to get a new guest, sure. or if there's a huge snowstorm like Adam Pally had to do, that. it's worth the YouTube dive. It's worth it. <laughs> but if you want more uh, info and tits, you can go to www.paleyfest.org. You guys, we're already hearing about one of the commercials that will air during yes! the Super Bowl. Yes, commercial talk. Yes. Yes. <laughs> well, Skittles is hoping people will think outside the box. See, that's their that's their tagline. Yeah, the company announced that the Skittles commercial, the Broadway musical, is happening. Pulitzer finalist Will Eno will serve as the playwright, and the musical will feature original songs backed by a live band. It's going to be a 17-member cast and will be led by a yet-to-be-announced celebrity. Hugh Jackman. It's got to be, right? That's what I think. Maybe Zac Efron. <gasps> Both of them. I mean, I don't really care. It's a Skittles commercial. What about the Skittles commercial where the guy eats them and then his whole like body has Skittles on him and that girl eats one off of them? Grosses me out. Yeah, it's hot. Oh, That's super hot. I love that ad so much. Not for me. Does it gross you out? You yeah. don't find it funny? No. Taste me the out. rainbow. Not for me. And he's got Skittles all over him like mumps. Nope. Oh, I'm with Kevin that I do not get the hype over the commercials, by the way. I just the don't. I just don't. I don't care mm-hmm. about commercials. Are you ever at parties where people are flipping out like, No, I wouldn't go to a party like that. Commercials are on. Commercials, no. People get insane. No. I like the idea of seeing companies throw money into a fire. (laughs) I love that. (laughs) It's great. Warms you right up. Yeah. Well, speaking of commercials um, and the Super Bowl, not commercials, just the Super Bowl. We know that Travis Scott and Big Boy will be joining Maroon 5 at the Super Bowl. Have you heard about the Change.org petition? Uh, petition? No, I'm not. Well, it is started by a man named Vic Oyadeji. And here is his quote. It appears these artists aren't backing out at this point. So now what? There's no way they can still redeem their reputation with their fans. There's mm-hmm. one way that they can redeem their reputation with their fans. I'm confused now. Good God. One way or no ways? One way. One way. Maroon 5, Travis Scott, and Big Boy, take a knee during your set. Show the hundreds of millions of people watching that you stand in solidarity with Kaepernick and all players who protest police brutality. Use the opportunity to force the NFL to change their policy. How, what do you think would happen if they took a knee at the very beginning of their halftime show? What do you like? How long would it go on before they? I think they probably have 
strict instructions to I would pull away, so, but... show other like fans that type of thing. But they're not going to take a knee for like thirty seconds by any stretch of the. Do you think? I don't. I'm just asking what would happen. Mm. You think you are you wondering if they would just say eh, end of the halftime show? Go to commercial. I would guess so. Really? I would guess so. Yeah. There, by the I way, there's also, been just so you know, excuse me, Jensen. Go, go ahead. Just so you know, there's been a lot of people who have taken a knee during a national anthem performance, mm-hmm. like a singer, like a girl named Leah Tice. Uh, Ty. This isn't the national anthem. No, I know, but I'm saying they haven't pulled away from that. Is what I'm saying. Okay, so you they've stuck with it, right? I don't think Maroon Five or any of the other artists would have taken this gig if their plan was to. Take a knee. I really don't. Right. Plus, I mean, what I think about... Some, Let's give some love to What about that guy? Mm-hmm. I mean, I think they have decided that they are okay with working with the NFL, or they would have yeah. just passed like so many other artists did. Well, it was previously reported that Travis Scott agreed to perform at the event if the NFL agreed to join him in a joint donation to a charitable cause. So, in partnership with the league, he's going to make a $500,000 contribution to Dream Corps, which is a nonprofit organization that champions social justice. All right. So, I'm sure that was his way of being like, but I'm doing this. We cool? I mean that's a that's five hundred thousand dollars. Absolutely, absolutely. I don't know what the league would do I if they either. did it just that. Seems so weird. It's I don't think they pull away. I think they just get bumped. What does that mean? Like I don't think they're gonna like cover it with an audience or you know what I mean. Like I think they stick with it because that it's it's even worse for the NFL if they're like, oh, it's a black power. You know, pull away. Like I, I think they'll. Do so you think they stay it. on it? Yeah, I, I agree. Wow. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, I, I agree. But then they what just if they say did it for three minutes. But then they just come out afterwards and say they're disappointed yeah. that their halftime entertainers chose to bring politics into what was supposed to be a family, you know, fun halftime event. Correct. Here's what I hope that these are part of prop bets. Oh, that'd be a good, <laughs> that would be a good prop. It really bet. would. Oh dear, everybody. Um, Valentine's Day is coming up. A lot of women are like, oh, we get it. Chocolates, great. I mean, by a lot of women, women that have Valentines. But does this interest you, ladies? Because I read this and I was like, I hope someone loves me in February. A Reese's bouquet. Walmart is going to be selling the Reese's extravagant bouquet. It stands at a foot tall and a foot wide. 36 of the brand's peanut butter cups intermixed with coordinating orange faux flowers. Tacky, and I love it. I Who's love in? It. Yeah, man. <laughs> right? 44 bucks. True way to say I love you. That's what I'm saying. Like, yeah, you can get a, a nice box of chocolates, whatever, but a bouquet of Reese's peanut butter cups? My favorite. That's pretty cool. About as good as it gets. Yeah, that's Mine pretty too. cool. Yeah. And by the way, Jensen, uh, right now your wife can eat anything she wants. She's got cover, right? Oh, she's killing it. Yeah. <laughs> so, oh, yeah. She's, this is the year then. Yeah, she's, she's doing some damage and I love it. Does she have any cravings? <laughs> we eat at California Pizza Kitchen. Probably seven times a week right now. Really? Same. Same. I'm not pregnant. (laughs) I swear. I will say this about CBK, which I I love CBK. Yeah. Their key lime pie, one of the best in the business. She's going to now add that to the list. One of the best. It is the graham cracker crust that is a delight to the senses. She is. And I'm not uh, a sweets person. She's under the impression that we have not found a bad thing on the menu yet. And she, I mean, I think that some of the restaurants have taken notice. 
and we've started to move to different Oh, is that pizzas. right? Really? Yeah. Oh, sure. Yeah, really? we're all over the valley right yeah. now. <laughs> Probably yeah. with pictures up at each CPK. I love it. Look out for this person. They do a great lettuce cup as well. Oh, we do. I love, love the lettuce the cup, lettuce right? Cup, yeah. yeah. So and child's good. brownie with ice cream, right? Yes. The Fantastic. tortilla soup. Artichoke dip. All good. Amazing. Uh, she likes Even the spring rolls. Okay. All right. I love CPK. Bit of a left turn, but okay. Chang's too, guys. I don't know if you've Oh, sure. Salt and pepper calamari. Amazing. Very good. Very good. Stay on target. Stay on target. Orange chicken. It's bomb. I'll agree. Just saying. Guys. I think that uh, just about wraps it up. Mel's driving. Also, oh, yes. very good curly fries. Really? And she, she's she been going there a lot, too. Does hmm. it have the seasoning on it? A little bit. I demand a little seasoning on a curly fry. Bring your own Lowry's as well. Yeah. Oh, I love a Lowry's seasoning. As you drive home from work, does she text you where she is? Uh, she 100% texts me and says, what are you getting? I mean, it's food all day. Yeah. Point, I love it. You know, this is going to sound really well, gross. Some people it's for out. such a happy reason, though. That makes yeah. it great. I'm going to gain 200 pounds. Yeah. Steamed broccoli with the little oh. Lowry's on top. Now you lost me. Delightful. Mm. I'm just saying, shut Lowry's up, makes up, everything up, better. Cream corn, though, from Lowry's. Being cruising the internet to figure out how to spend his $120. Not even listening. Some birthdays for you. Albert Pujols, I bet he loves CBK. Right? Can you shut up forever? Sade, (laughs) Lin-Manuel Miranda, John Carpenter, and Kate Moss. And that's what's happening. Thanks, Allie. If you missed any part of today's show, you can pick up the entire show on today's Kevin and Bean podcast. That's at krock.com or radio.com. On your drive home today, listen to the commercial-free 5 p.m. hour, random act of helpfulness from the SoCal Helpful Honda dealers. Tomorrow morning, an all-new Kevin and Bean show. You order things in bulk. Mm. I do that, and uh, it seems like a lot of other people do that as well. And we're going to be looking for probably the person who's worst at it, who's worse than me. Like, what kind of weird things are we talking? I mean, I bought 150 pair of socks once. Oh, boy. <laughs> oh, boy. So, oh, just boy. to get things for, for started. how many people, Kevin? <laughs> I mean, me. I found a do sock I love. only wear them once? No. I, but I don't want to buy socks. I, it's a waste of time, so I buy a lot. When I, right, but I how just, many hey. socks do you need in rotation? If you had 20 pair of socks, yeah. wouldn't that be enough yeah. to last you for years? Yeah, but the, no, years, not years. I mean, let's be honest. I'm hard on my socks. <laughs> All right. We'll, we'll discuss. Uh, RJ Bell talks to us about the NFL Division Championships, and i just like to put this out there. That if the Rams win and go to the Super Bowl... Don't I- no, no, don't is it do a jinx? it. Yes, it's a jinx. Then that would be great for them. Okay. Just letting you know it would be also great for us. Fill in, fill in the blanks. Right. Uh, get up on this with Jensen. And uh, Joel McHale joins us as well. And also the Kung Pao spaghetti at CPK is very, it very is. good. That is a little good spicy, well, yeah. but not too much. Yeah. Very good. Yeah. The Kevin and Bean Show. The world famous K-Rock. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.